0: Hey everyone and welcome to RPG from Scratch. I'm your host Josh LaForge and With me today is Doug. Hello. And Max. Also here. Liam couldn't make it today. This is probably going to be a bonus episode because we're going to talk about a current event. Wizards of the Coast and their parent company Hasbro has announced and has leaked <laughs> that there's going to be some changes to the open gaming license that they use for people to publish modules and derivative works and stuff like that and and the rumor is they haven't come out officially with all the language as of this recording but the rumor is is that they're going to change it and their motivation is that they would like to monetize more of their business and get everybody on the same platform so if you want to publish things with Wizards of the Coast, you're probably going to be able to, but you're going to be have you're going to have to use their channels. You can't use independent ones, and you have to consult them, and they they can they'll probably be able to refuse you. But Doug, you said that Luke posted something or or showed the meeting notes, the leaked ones. Yeah, there
1: was and it was like there were some audio clips of like their their meeting, like one of their quarterly meetings or whatever, and their plan for moving forward, and it was all from the perspective of this one. I don't want to uh, give the wrong idea, but like it 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 was. Someone whose job was to pitch things to executives and explain this is what we're doing and why we're doing
0: it. Oh, yeah. So, so we're talking about a shareholders call. Yeah. It was like okay. a
1: shareholders call. And it was a lot of fluff, as you could imagine, of just like, well, DED's the leader and the blah, 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 blah. The little bit of insights that you got from it wasn't nothing about the open gaming license they just said they were going to be uh, pursuing new opportunities right. and how we're going to expand this and it's going to make more money than ever and oh my gosh we're going to be doing so great you won't even believe how much we're winning we're going to be winning so much you're going to get tired of winning you know like that <laughs> that kind same of shit same old story yeah but the OGL news in light of that definitely adds a yeah if the only we had spent it, like
2: The better part of a decade writing uh, our own game from scratch. (laughs) Right. But the point, (laughs) the
1: ultimate point being is that these are decisions being made at super high levels by people who don't play the game and just see it as like, oh, it's like Monopoly? Okay. Oh, wait, people want to make their own Monopoly boards? Well, yeah, we should own that. You know, it's the same thought process
0: it sounds like they want to move to that pure digital uh yeah. uh platform as well so that everything yeah. is low
1: overhead well know, but
0: also like... everything is transactional yeah. like you can you can keep track of everything you have better numbers on everything yeah uh and you can monetize every portion every of it What yeah. one of the one of the you want main... to unlock a new class here, you don't have to buy the whole book. Pay us five bucks.
1: Yeah, yeah. And, and that was one of the things on the call that they were bragging about. Of course, this is to high-level people who don't know what they're talking about. But the, one of the bragging points was, oh, well, because of the online structure that we already have in place, the people playing D&D mm-hmm. through whatever it is, like D&D Beyond. Um, they have this is this is like one of the largest collections of data and how people play these games, and I'm like, no, you have the largest collection of data about people who play D and D beyond. Has yeah. nothing to do with people at the table. Anything else. you know, Selection or, bias for sure. Yeah, or other types of
0: games or anything. No, it's probably the largest oh, yeah. repas, rep- rep- largest repository of data of that kind sure right but, like then, there's, but no, there's nothing comparable yeah it just but makes, my email is the largest repository of doug bank's email yeah. like sure. you know it's this, this, well, the, what i mean, mean it's it's not useless but it's not it, it it's you're you're extremely niche. you're not just not being able to see the forest for the trees it's like you're looking at a you're looking at a grove and you yeah. think it's you think it's the planet you yeah. Know? yeah but I've had my email since gmail started and i
2: never deleted an email uh, yeah you're insane <laughs> yeah i never went. i'm, I'm the email. same way i i, yeah. I just archive them yeah. Get him off the main. But, like, it just makes me laugh. Like, can you imagine, like, sitting around your table and your, your GM's like, all right, before we go in the dungeon – I just want to take a minute to talk to you about better health. You know, you can just <laughs> oh, call this number. Like, what are they going for? Product placement? Like, I don't know if it's going to go they that want. far. They, they, know, they, they really
0: like, want it. Like, it's like, oh, we just built these premium tools. If you, yeah. want, if you want access to those to bring your game to the next level, D&D Beyond has them for this. And it's, it's, a, it's a subscription fee. So if you, want the, oh, if you always yeah. want the new ones or if you want the access to them at all.
1: And they take a little off the top if you decide to publish something.
0: They made yeah. the best tool yeah. ever
2: with 3.5, right? Oh, Wasn't that man. when they had the they um, <laughs> the character creator? No, the character creator they sent out. I loved it. No, that was four. That was four. Four had yeah. the best character. That was a creator. great
0: tool. It was awesome. But then they, you know, just yeah, make that and sell that People for anybody. Who does who doesn't know what we're talking about? When yeah. Dungeons and Dragons fourth edition came out, D and D Beyond had a character tool that was free to download, and then you would pay for like the updates to the books and stuff like that. But you could still make characters, and it worked really well. Yeah. But it was a local; uh, it was it was local to your computer. It wasn't it wasn't something you had to access the internet every time you wanted to use.
1: And we would just make characters for fun. Oh yeah, yeah we you made know, tons. Like, what
0: does this do? Yeah. 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 It's like, do these things stack? Oh shit, they do. Yeah, that was that was really fun. But you know, obviously, they saw that people were sharing all of the updates on on uh, sites that they didn't approve of, and you know, it was. It, I understand them revoking it. What the reason why we bring this up is we don't have anything to do with the OGL, right? We we don't we don't. Um, there's yeah. no there's no benefit for us, or there's nothing we're losing by the OGL. However, the outcry about how this affects the community is is more than just an opportunity for RPG from scratch. It's it, like we are a symptom, like our whole podcast is a symptom of people's general reluctance to engage with Hasbro's marketing plans, right? Like that's why we broke off and made this in the first place is it was just less convenient to play Dungeons and Dragons for, yeah. for a number of reasons. And it was just doing things that we didn't want. We wanted to change them. I was looking at everything that we have available to us and this is a community, I mean, we... we build the rpg in the room but with lots of integrated community feedback and i know i've been a broken record about this but the wiki will be up soon i'll be publishing i'm going to try to upload it to git as well so if people care about seeing what was changed and when they'll have an ongoing log and if they want to fork it and move to something else like i want to create i want to make sure that we're using the right license so that they feel empowered to do so and that if the thing i currently want and i want your guys feedback on this as well um is a way to do whatever license we pick. I want one that allows anybody to do whatever they want, including making their own stuff and selling it for a profit, as long as we get proper attribution. In, In terms of like, this is the scratch desk system, this was taken from this place, and it's got a way for the reader in a prominent place for them to access the origin thing. Not because we want to distract from the thing that, Somebody made, but just so that if other people get a wild hair up their ass, they they, can they, they have the, yeah. Sa- yeah. They have the res- same Make, access to the same resources yeah. we create. Make the game
1: you want to play exactly. Yeah.
0: Now, currently, I'm only talking about the Scratch Dice system yes. because, like, there's a lot more weird, vague areas when it comes to if we were to say, I just released um, the spill for free, yeah, so mm-hmm. people just play it, and yeah. and I don't, I don't really know like what's an appropriate license for that. Whereas we have a roadmap, right? Frankly, from what Paizo... And Wizards of the Coast have done before us, and I feel like this will be the one that people need the most access to and the most freedom to do a spin on. Yeah, you know, yeah. so we're going to prioritize that. Also, as part of the news, every other gaming company that has relied on the OGL has made a uh, statement about them doing something on their own now. <laughs> so yeah. Like Cobold Press is going to yeah. create a core system. Uh, They're going to start working on a core RPG system. Matt Colville, uh, who makes excellent YouTube videos, check out Matt Colville uh, on YouTube if you get a chance. He's going to start work on um, a gaming system as well. And while I'm excited to see what they make, boys, I think we got a leg up on them. I (laughs) I think we we could get something ready for people to just... They don't have to wait for a book to be published. They don't need to wait for any of that. They could, they could, As soon as the wiki is up, we're going to have the most intuitive and hopefully best-written quick-start guide so that you can get a game started immediately with your friends. And
1: pretty developed, okay. too. Like, I mean, as, yes. if, if you're starting now, that's going to be a tough road. Yeah. Uh-huh.
0: Well, but also, if you start with ours and, like, oh, there was some that have Step 10 and some don't, well, you know, maybe— What would you think would be a good yeah, one? Yeah, what do you, know? you think's good? Like, th- you know, shoot comments at us on, on Discord or Patreon. I feel like we can meet them halfway, like— what if we,
2: for like $3, you can add a D6 to your, uh, to your roll?
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. the wrong, wrong line <laughs> of thinking. Oh, God. Some, <laughs> some shareholder yeah. just started drooling. Yeah. The 90- Co- the Koch brothers are like, how do we get ner- yeah. into nerddom? <laughs> 99
2: cents per momentum. One dollar per D. It's like what? It's like one dollar per D. You can
1: get one D for one dollar. Like I don't think you understand what we're talking about.
0: How come you don't use the D thirty two? Just leave money on the tabletop, boys. We invent the D one thousand. It's a bowling ball. God, I'm interested in. I just. I'm pretty sure it was, but I just. I have to make sure. It's so interesting watching because they're like, like Critical Role and
2: um, Dimension twenty and everything. They, They they see that and they're like, oh, we can. It's like. That's the opposite you should be thinking. Like, you should be enjoying that. I don't think
1: Critical Role does think positive about it. I think No, I'm
2: saying you know, Hasbro should be like, they shouldn't look at that as money. They oh, right, like, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's advertising. That's free. Yeah, Dude, they're they're doing they're, a, they Critical Role has done more mm-hmm. for D&D than Absolutely. anybody in history. I love Brennan Lee Mulligan on Dimension 20. I think he's one of the best GMs. He's fantastic. Yeah
0: uh there's a guy uh he's on the glass cannon podcast he is a crew member now but he ran a blades in the dark campaign i think it's only accessible through their patreon but it was done with a second podcast i don't remember what the name is if anybody's l- looking for an excellent excellent lesson on like complicated but loose gemming this guy was is incredible i'll, I'll find his name
1: the yeah, uh uh I can't remember the name of the video, but Matt Quivell did do a video in the past few months talking about D and D and like what is it nowadays? You know, yeah. Okay. And his the basic I'm gonna in a nutshell, D and D is just a set of rules, and it's not a game anymore because Call of Cthulhu the mechanics inform the story, sanity points, you know, the horror of it. Even Star Wars Fantasy Flight, it's very swashbuckly. Like, it's in the mechanics of the game. D&D, people run horror in D&D, but there's no mechanic focused on that. People run adventure. Nah, I mean, it's really like, here's a list of tools, here's a list of spells, and just, eh, whatever. You know, and that might feel like a huge sandbox for you to play in but there really is no emphasis on genre. Like it's just a monster slaying game and and it's, it's the onus is on the GM to invent the genre and, and and that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that, but compared to other modern games that come out that have a very specific direction they're going in or a mood they're going for pairing it like that. It was kind of, I hadn't thought of it in those terms before and Mm -hmm. it made me kind of not rethink, but realize why D and D felt boring to me and why something like, yeah. Or, you know, what we're doing yeah. in RPG From Scratch is like, okay, no, we're making an adventure game yeah. about a party of people. How does the party work together? How does how does what you do inform what I do and how we communicate? And how, you know, brownie points and this and this and this. Well, you know, you're not brownie anymore. But, yeah. like, you know, trying to encourage that teamwork mentality that was very tactile in nature in 4th edition. But here it's wheeling and dealing.
2: <laughs> just, and- <laughs> how many times have we seen this? Like, we have to capitalize it. And then they just crash it. That's not how it works. Yeah it's it's become watered down and in fact yeah. the
1: thing that matt Koval was saying was in the fifth editions like you know rulebook it's like here's what an adventures kit has and it has things like a 20-foot pole you know it's just like well most people will be like why the fuck do i need a 20-foot pole and he goes but if you play you know the original back in the day it was super important you had that
0: i tried to have the t- the 10-foot pole when we played uh 10-foot pole yeah 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 classics. which we'll be releasing for patrons oh, so. and the
1: thing is the 10-foot pole great idea mm-hmm.
0: great tool Unless, save us <laughs> unless max is in your party and yep. you're like i could push the door open with 10 foot pole max is like don't worry about it yep not, nobody cared about the 10 foot pole with me it's like immediately it's like now do you see <laughs> do you see why the 10 foot pole is necessary? we brought it we're used
1: <laughs> but yeah like 10 foot pole 20 foot rope whatever yeah. all these things that they they do not explain in the core rule book it's just like hey here's here's a list of junk but for those who've played the older editions going into it you know what that is it's almost like a marvel movie where it's like going into it like they'll they'll say something and she does be like oh i'm skipping McD and you're like, oh shit! In the '60s, he bumped into the Fantastic Four, and that led to this. And but if you just fresh to it, you go, okay, cool. I'll see where this
2: goes. Yeah, when you hear people like gasp in a movie theater, and I have no idea what's going on. Mm-hmm. That happened to me in
0: uh, Solo, a Star Wars story. Oh, I thought you, I thought you were talking yeah. about the Mario Van Peebles movie. Oh no, that's- <laughs> that I gasped. Gas- a few I gasped all the time. <laughs> <laughs> well,
2: what, do you, what was it? Yeah. What do you mean? You, oh, was at the end? Yeah, when those well, not the end, but like when those people started taking off their helmets and everyone was like, oh, and I was like, what? I got what? nothing. I'm sorry. Uh, even they I'm... were major Clone Wars figures, I guess. The, oh yeah, a crappy cartoon that I can't watch.
0: <laughs> you're about to make some enemies on the Discord. It's the well, they, style. Just, If they're this far into the podcast or listen to a bonus episode, yeah. they know you're a troll. So <laughs> the. Uh, <laughs> So the, I, I found it. Um, Jared Logan is the name of the GM who, who GMs the Blades in the Dark campaign. Anything you can find with this guy GMing, I, I think especially recently, amazing. I think in terms of he's not, he's not as theatrical as Brennan Lee Mulligan or uh, Matt Mercer or I'm sure Matt Covill. Yeah. But the dude knows what he's talking about and is one of the most immediately flexible and, and yes and GMs mm. I think I've ever listened to. Very, very cool. Very professional stuff with the OGL not a lot is confirmed. You know, we we don't really know what direction Hasbro's going to go. And, and is we they may check it out. Well, I was gonna say, and we don't care. No. Frankly, except in the way that it points to the uproar around the implication, yeah, points to what we're doing and we should take it seriously and we should we should address those kind of things right out of the gate because we care cuz it affects good people, but yeah. But the big part yeah. of
1: me still is just Come on, I want you to do it. I want you to do it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but does anything leak really? Does anything yeah. really leak anymore? Yeah, sure like, yeah, no, This yeah. is them but feeling mean, out to see what
0: the reaction is going to be. Meeting notes at a shareholder's meeting are not confidential. You know, yeah. like, it's not. I, it, it It's a leak in the sense that, like, they probably didn't want you to listen in. You know? yeah. But... But if you own shares, like yeah, I would say uh, the, the the focus I want here is that right now I am leaning towards a Creative Commons license hmm. for what we're doing. To, to what we'll probably license, and this is a probably. I am just pointing it out there. Sure, I am sure. probably going to talk to a lawyer yeah. as well. <laughs>
2: probably, um,
0: but uh, I would like something that allows people to make their own stuff based on ours that they are allowed to make money on, so long as we are credited in a in a prominent way that allows p- other people the same opportunity to do the same.
1: One thing that comes to mind, because I don't – there's a lot of – I don't know a lot about the cre- different types of Creative Commons stuff that's out there, but when it comes to, like
0: – There are many different – No, sure, sure. I know. So. Yeah,
1: and I, I, don't know, I don't know much about any of them. But when I'm thinking in terms of, like, we've made a tool set, you can go forward and make something. One thing that comes to mind, at least first, is, like, the type of license you get with Unreal Engine, where, like, you put it out and say, hey – And they is- take 5%. Well, only after you make a certain amount of money. At sure. first, it's like you could, like, literally, we could down, you, we could all download Unreal Engine tonight, make a game mm-hmm. completely for free. All we have to do is just make it say the logo in the beginning that says "Made in Unreal Engine," and we don't owe them a dime until it crosses
0: yeah, yeah. a set number of money, which is like a lot. Um, uh, yeah, I think it's like fifty k or something like that. Yeah, um, I I'm less interested in setting a threshold because. Fuck. Dude, right. If, if Paizo or Cobalt Press was like, oh, we'll publish a module in your system. Like, yeah. you know, and we're like, you can't make too much money on it. Right, right, or right. else we take No, it, no, like- and that, that's not the
1: part I was trying to put the emphasis on, but yeah. just rather the, that like... It is,
0: I, I do agree that that, I think, is a very fair license mm-hmm. for what they're doing. I think that the Unreal Game Engine and uh, it, especially UE5 looks amazing. Like, they need to be paid for what they've done. Yeah. But uh, I, I think that the framework that we're providing is far Less of a. Somebody who wants to write a story as a campaign can pick whatever system they want and make it in a way right, that. Right, right, right. UE5 probably has stuff that nobody else has. Oh, sure. And yeah. in ways that, like, trying to rip it off would just involve, like, thousands of hours of work. You <laughs> yeah, know? yeah. So. This, it, but,
1: but the idea that we were making a tool set. This cor- is, this yes. is a, you
0: know. So, so from what I understand, you can't really. In terms of mechanics, mechanics are hard to copyright, except for now there's, like, vagaries around this. I'm not concerned about that. Take whatever you want. Use Momentum in d and D. I don't care. Use it in your home games. Try everything out. What I would like to include as part of the IP and the copyright and stuff like that is the base setting of our game with the races and the paths that we've made, which I think are fully copyrightable. But I want them to be included as what you are absolutely allowed to take to whatever system you want Mm -hmm. or whatever adventure you want. Mm -hmm. I don't know how I feel about the pre-con characters. I think maybe we should retain ownership of those so that the stories that they come out in are, are related to us. Yeah, you know, in in our things, just like, just so that someone can't make a spin off adventure about you know
1: one of the characters, how a-
0: Abutus, uh right? You know, it is now alligator Hitler or something, right? Like,
1: I just don't. I, I think because that, that would lead to confusion, that right? Would be, you know,
0: right. I think we could say the base history of the world. You can take, you can use whatever you want. You can use a timeline.
1: Like if someone wants to do their Shadowrun version of artifacts, yeah, they can be they can do that, but they can't take Abatos and make it to the you know. Like you said, it's yeah. it's a whole. We're gonna we're gonna write a book about them. And or do this. I mean,
0: I you know what? I don't know though. Like I don't know if I actually do care, or if I'm if I'm like I guess maybe maybe you could put a clause in there where you're like, hey, so long as you you, you credit that this this is not like official that that this is like your like the kobold version of the can you know like if kobold press were to do something or something like that. This is the kobold press is making their own game system. They're probably not interested. I'm just yeah, <laughs> just throwing that out there. But you know what? I I I am I don't have my mind made up about that. It was just a it's a side thought. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's that important, but I want to put it out there to the community. If there's anything that you wish that you could do or make or anything using our system that you think a license would restrict or allow for, I don't know, shout at us. Yeah, find us on find us on the Omniverse Discord. Find us on. Let uh, me know Patreon. if you want a
2: book about Kelton. What if what if they write a book about Kelton? I'll write the book about Kelton. Ah,
0: see, that's that's the question, right? Like that's <laughs> the thing. So, I mean, I wrote it, but you know, <laughs> uh, I think everybody owns their own characters, right? If it's a character you made, you own your character. Yeah, I mean that's 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 similar to basic copyright law, yeah. right? Like you you can write a derivative work. Let's say you you write your own Star Wars story, right? And the way copyright is currently written, you own that. You own that Star Wars story. Mm-hmm. You can't sell it <laughs> without yeah. the permission of George of of, of Lucas Disney or whatever. Yeah. Right? There's there's copyright covers distribution, but but no, you own it. Star Wars can't steal that from you. They can't use it for themselves. It's yours. However. I don't know, man. I don't know how I want to do it. Uh, the Creative Commons is looking by far the most attractive. The things that worry me about Creative Commons, um, I think they've already covered with different versions of their licenses. The, the, the Creative Commons license is modular. So for instance, you could you could restrict a license so that if we release something for free, they can make whatever they want, but they also have to release it for free. Right. I, I don't like that one. Right. I, I think that I would like people to be able to do whatever they want. Yeah, if, yeah. They, if they put in the work for it, then— Yeah, you know. I just, just make it clear Great. that we didn't make it, but it is derivative. You need to you know make sure that, that people know it's derivative.
1: I think moving forward, when things start to get more serious, we'll only be more concerned with whatever licensing thing that we do will be more about proving what we're not making instead of like yes. protecting what
0: we got. Yeah, I th- and I believe the attribution-only version of Creative Commons covers that. But before You've I make gotta, the final decision, yeah, I've got to get I've got to get further into it. But listeners, you are, I mean I am positive many of you have a lot of feelings about the yeah. changes to the OGL, <laughs> no doubt. And many of you have been playing Dungeons and Dragons every edition since you can, as long as you can remember. Pro Hasbro people, speak out. We want to hear you. Yeah, who supports this? Who's who's down? Well, what part of the D
2: and D community is supporting this? I'm I'll sure tell you as a
0: as a Magic the Gathering player. Yes. <laughs> I am I'm very frustrated at Hasbro um lately and uh I don't care what they think on that front anymore. Uh I play commander so I don't really have to care what they think. Well, that's where we're going to end it today. Please, if you have any concerns or you have things you wish that would be allowed with whatever you're currently playing and is not reach out to us let us know i'm really interested in this topic because while i don't see it as a particularly big deal regarding us and what we want Mm. that doesn't mean it isn't one you know i mean a lot of people may care way more about it and i i think that's (laughs) until about a week ago it didn't seem like there was a reasonable reason to be worried and now there is so thank you everybody for listening and until next time stay safe stand watch and get a full rest Alright, quick update. We recorded this episode that you just listened to two nights ago, and in the intervening time there's been a couple of updates. Today, Hasbro released uh, an, <laughs> an update about the OGL where they kind of walked back the idea that anything that we saw was going to be final, saying that, you know, they <laughs> they were going to make these changes not for profit, but to, you know, primarily combat racism. You know, and, and people posting hateful modules. Uh, I don't think that's going to fly over too well. I don't think people really believe them. But they got them to postpone at least the changes that they're going to make. Again, it doesn't really affect RPG from scratch, but it is interesting. And we were considering a version of the Creative Commons license. However, yesterday, Paizo posted an update in response and may actually apply to RPG from scratch. So this is from Paizo. For the last several weeks, as rumors of Wizards of the Coast's new version of the open game license began circulating among publishers and on social media, gamers across the world have been asking what Paizo plans to do in light of concerns regarding Wizards of the Coast's rumored plan to deauthorize the existing OGL 1.0A. We have been awaiting further information, hoping that Wizards would realize that, for more than 20 years, the OGL has been a mutually beneficial license which should not and cannot be revoked. While we continue to await an answer from Wizards, we strongly feel that Paizo can no longer delay making our own feelings about the importance of the OGL a part of the public discussion. We believe that any interpretation that the OGL 1.0 or 1.0a were intended to be revocable or able to be deauthorized is incorrect, and with good reason. We were there. Paizo owner Lisa Stevens and Paizo president Jim Butler were leaders on the Dungeons & Dragons team at Wizards at the time. Brian Lewis, co-founder of Azora Law, the intellectual property law firm that Paizo uses— was the attorney at Wizards who came up with the legal framework for the OGL itself. Paizo has also worked very closely on OGL-related issues with Ryan Dancy, the visionary who conceived the OGL in the first place. Paizo does not believe the OGL 1.0a can be deauthorized ever. While we are prepared to argue that point in court of law, if need be, we don't want to have to do that, and we know that many of our fellow publishers are not in a position to do so. We have no interest whatsoever in Wizards' new OGL— Instead, we have a plan that we believe will irrevocably and unquestionably keep alive the spirit of the open gaming license. So they go on a bit further, um, talking about what they value as a company, that kind of thing. However, here's the important part. They continue, later on, and so we invite gamers from around the world to join us as we begin the next great chapter of open gaming with the release of a new open, perpetual, and irrevocable open RPG creative license, the ORC. Clever will have realized that spells ORC. The new open RPG creative license will be built system agnostic for independent game publishers under the legal guidance of Azora Law, an intellectual property firm that represents Paizo and several other game publishers. Paizo will pay for this legal work. We invite game publishers worldwide to join us in support of this system agnostic license that allows all games to provide their own unique open rules reference documents that open up their individual game systems to the world. To join in the effort and provide feedback on the drafts of this license, please sign up by using this form, and I'll include the form in link uh this is exciting uh if if they do a good job and and this is a license that is amenable to our project here at rpg from scratch i will keep everybody listening involved in our decision and any feedback that we want to shoot towards paizo you know if you have any ideas throw it our way or sign up yourself and you know give them a piece of your mind thank you everybody and we appreciate you sticking with us as we uh navigate this ourselves